more about co-housing with Lynn Morstead and Kelly Soika. Co-housing Houston is a multi-generational, community-minded group of people who share the values of connection and sustainability. We're developing the first co-housing project in Texas, and we're really glad you found us today. Hey, Kelly, how are you doing? Hey, Lynn, I'm great. We just yes. had such a fun experience. <laughs> Both of my favorite topics. I know. I know. I didn't even know that I was going to be so excited about this. So yeah. I'm like so glad. Okay, so we have to clue in our listeners. Why are yeah, we well, let me Let me back up just a minute, yeah. too, because um, we've talked before about some of the offerings that coho.org, coho.us, um, I always just call them cohousing.org, but actually it is coho us that they offer to forming and established groups. So mm-hmm. this is how we got to this. So if you're in a forming group, you really need to be following what they're offering because they offer great stuff. I know. I know. This is so, one of them. Okay. And actually we, we actually mentioned this a couple of episodes ago, we told you, and we announced it that on October 11th, they were going to um, feature a topic on demystifying common meals. And, um, so anyway, we, do you know how many people we had from our community sign up? I don't, I couldn't tell. I did a quick seven. Stopped it. Oh, it was it seven. We awesome. had seven. So yeah. we really got some great, uh, tips and tricks embedded in our group. And, um, anyway, we should have invited them, but it would have been this cacophony of excitement, I think, uh, to this conversation. So anyway, Let's, um, I know we've well, let's give a shout out Zoom. to Katie McCammon because she's yes. the person who did the presentation. So she brings not only a wealth of experience with, uh, the way that causing should look and how it should be organized, but also just like, what is the value of a meal and what works and what doesn't work? And so that yeah. was the bulk of it that was really useful. Well, and the thing also that is brilliant about her is that she is just so keep it simple. This is what works. I've tried a million things and that really resonates uh, with, with me. So, and I know it does with you too. So I just really like that. So what I was thinking, I took copious notes, which is just like a kind of a a disease of mine, but anyway, we're (laughs) going to simplify all of that. And we're going to kind of go through some of the topics and we're going to start out with like, what was kind of a big surprise or takeaway. And then I'm going to ask Kelly, like, what was it like for you to hear some of this, given your experience? Cause you've already done this for six years. So, so I have to tell you, at the very beginning, when she was setting it up, there were there was really two things that really stood out for me as kind of a nice surprise. One of them was that she had some photographs of common meals where the dining room background was a little bit darker. And there were mm-hmm. these lights intensely focused on the table, which was kind of drawing that group into this intimate, I could imagine, kind of quiet, um, soulful conversation. I don't know. It just did, I don't know how that struck you. It looked intimate. Yeah. It looked intimate. Not like you see a lot of co-housing pictures that are like, they're trying to fit the whole room in. Right. Yeah. And so like, it's like a bunch of tables and a big room. And, and super big lights. Often, mm-hmm, and big know? lights. Right. Yeah. But actually the lived experience of being at a table of six with your neighbors is actually very intimate. So I felt, yeah. felt like that picture was a yeah. better picture of how it feels to nice. me. And the other thing that really struck me about another picture she had was this really crowded three tables, all three tables, different sizes, different designs. Some One had tablecloth, one didn't. But it was this sense of vitality and energy and kind of coming together. And I just thought, okay, that's really great. It's kind of homey. It was like being at a family reunion kind of a feel to me. So, mm-hmm. so. Yes, absolutely. 
So then she kind of dives in to start, you know, this kind of structured presentation. And she, one of the things that she starts talking about is the meal program. And I think that the, that one of the biggest things she said there that I really, I'm still cogitating on, it makes total sense, but I would not have been able to come up with this on my own, maybe until after living in co-housing. She said, the more meals per week that you make, the easier it is to manage the whole thing. And she had a laundry list of reasons why it works better all the way from you're cooking for a smaller group of people. So it's less intimidating to gives you more variety to then you don't have to worry as much about everybody's different um, dietary needs because there will be something on offer that week for them. So how did that strike you? Yeah, I totally agree with that. I also think that there's like a kitchen that's used more is cared for more. So like walking into the common house, if some, if nobody's cooked in there in a while, you know, like stuff's kind of built up, everybody's got to get the dishwasher cranking. It's, you know, it's just a little bit harder than if you're coming off of the previous night's meal, everybody knows that you're going to cook the next night. So they've made sure to do a good job of cleaning up and have it ready for their neighbor. And I don't know, it just, it makes it, um, makes everybody kind of take better care yeah. of that too. Oh, I love that. I think the other thing that really, that really, again, makes sense, but I couldn't have thought of it myself is Katie was saying that when you have a lot of meals on the monthly calendar, then you don't have to arrange your whole personal calendar around, around the meals because there's plenty to pick from. Yeah. Whereas if there's only one a month, you try and move everything around and you might Mm -hmm. end up missing something else that is really, really important to you. So although I do deeply miss the it's Monday, we have Monday night dinner. Yeah. (laughs) So so just no co-housing Houston. I'm holding a Monday night dinner. Okay. I'm I'm signing up. Yeah. (laughs) Mondays are quiet. So yep. then she she had a lot to say about meal programs, but I think those are the big highlights, you know, for me. Were there any other highlights for you, Kayla, in the meal program piece? Um, no, I guess, oh, maybe that that family style is yes. conceptually easier for her. And I just had never really thought about it um, before. Most of the meals that I made were not family style. They were yeah. mostly cafeteria style. Um, and I don't know if that's just because... Uh, I don't know why that is, to be totally honest. Well, you know, so that was like, the, in the area she had like called, she called it setting the stage. And yeah. one of the questions I had for you is whether that would be, it would be good or bad for you. Imagine you, you arrive there with your three small girls. Is it easier for you to manage them going through a buffet line or, and then you kind of pick and choose, or is it, would it been better for you to kind of get them all settled down at the same table I mean, how, how would that work with smaller yeah, kids? I think little, like it's better actually to get them settled at a table okay. and let them, but you know, it's every family's different. Every kid's different. Yeah. But she, you know, she did mention was that kids will try more things. And I've heard I, this over and over again too. Like my kid won't eat anything, but then comes yeah. to common meal and we'll eat everything at common meal. And now you've mentioned that kids, many times. Yeah, yeah. And the kids often will sit together at a table because they also want to hang out with their neighbor friends. And yeah. so it would be easy, yeah. I think, to have that uh, set yeah. out. Here was the element though, Lynn, that I thought was interesting about this was she said that when she thinks about serving, you know, uh, 12 people, she would think of three tables of four. Yes. And that, that yes. is conceptually easier for yes. her than it is to yeah. think okay, I need to make a meal for 12. And I liked framing it that way. I thought that was Yeah, cool. because then what she was doing is dividing how many casseroles do I need to make? How yeah. many big salad bowls? And I I could absolutely, like if I'm making a big salad and I've got 
12 or 24, I often end up, end up making the same amount because I only have a bowl that that size. It's I, just, <laughs> I just try and stuff it more. There's just more leftovers if there's 12. So mm-hmm. I thought that was a super kind of an organizational trick as well mm-hmm. as a community building trick. Um, so the next thing she started talking in about was participation. And that's where I was surprised at what she said about that because she said, well, let me just say it. Every adult is expected to participate on a cook team once a month because everything I'd heard up until now and other, you know, talks mm-hmm. talked about only needing to be a part of that, you know, once every six, eight weeks or whatever. And so that really surprised me, but I liked it. So I, I just wondered what, how you reacted to that. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's a hefty commitment, <laughs> you know, it's a good commitment, but it's a hefty commitment given that, um, you know, I think about my, my life. I don't know that I could have committed to being on a team. So coming to a team meeting, maybe there's a community meeting, maybe there's a work day and also cooking once a month. Maybe, I mean, I, you know, I don't want to sell myself short. I probably would have risen to it and probably would have done it. Mm. Um, so I don't know, I guess she said early on, like set your expectations the way that you would like them mm-hmm. to go. So I think maybe having a community conversation with our mm. community about like, is this something that may- maybe we could do this? Like maybe once yeah. a month it's doable. We'll see. Yeah. I mean, I-, I was pretty excited about it, honestly, but I mm-hmm. did wonder how sustainable it was. Um, but, you know, it would be interesting to put a pen to paper on the math, given the number of people that we have right? And to see what that would work out like, you know, how many if we did teams of three or something and we were to do three meals a week, like how many people and how, you know, anyway, we'd, and how much kind of no show happens because life just happens to people, yeah. you know, they just, yeah. 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 Anyway, broaden out the idea of community dinner to like community brunch or community, whatever. I that, liked that. that also. Yes. Yeah. That makes yes. it a little bit easier too. Cause I yeah. could definitely. And I also thought when she was talking about participation, I thought this was hilarious. People get so fussed about, you know, dietary restrictions, food safety handling, et cetera. I mean, coming from an oil company where we had a mandatory once a year, two hour food safety training program that was required mm-hmm. by everybody. If you wanted your next paycheck, mm-hmm. I loved her answer to the food safety handling question was just wash your hands. That's it. That's our <laughs> food safety program. <laughs> like, yes, this is my kind of food safety program. So um, again, just keep it simple. And I, um, I, she can, then kind of went into, um, into what I called some of the moving gotchas. Um, you know, she talked about, and this is where, again, her simplicity really, really came out again. She, she said, she really tried to get people to focus on, this is about, community. It's about creating an environment where people want to linger, where people want to participate, where they're drawn to it. So don't make it so crazy complicated. I love the one guy who shared that if you, if you have to watch me because otherwise I'll be in there at nine o'clock, still cooking something that's very elaborate and very expensive, but just keeping it super simple and healthy, but don't raising the bar so high that others don't want to do it because they don't want to, they don't want to, they, they don't feel like they can do that. Yeah. So, like anyone can knock out soup, salad and yeah, bread. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually I was thinking even simpler. In fact, I was thinking about, I should take some of my, you know, meals and like start creating a list of 
first six months, simple common house meals. Yeah. Baked potatoes, Bar. frozen peas and edamame and grated yeah. cheese and a salad. Like that's yeah. it, you know, like yeah. what, what would <laughs> yeah. these things be? Yeah. Taco bar, chili, vegetarian chili. We could go for six months eating well on that. Kelly, maybe we should just sit together someday over a bunch of caffeine and just go, okay, let's come up with our list, you know. (laughs) And maybe get a community copy of there. There's a one that's like Moosewood um, Cooks for a Crowd, I think it's called. That basically every co-housing group has because it has it has the useful or maybe this could be our gift to the community too like um the things that make it easier to cook are like the conversion of like if you're cooking uh 24 cups of uh brown rice how Uh many how many cups of dried brown rice makes 24 oh, cups of brown yeah, rice? I, I, I use water to add. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we could, we could I have all those rice. in my cookbooks. So yeah. But those would be good yeah. little things to have hanging, you know, on a laminated mm-hmm. sheet somewhere. Yeah. Most, I feel like most community kitchens have yeah. so that you yeah. can scale quickly, easily. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and I liked it that you don't even need dessert. And yeah, this is, and I think also. Yeah. Although Lynn, I mean. You got to have dessert. You're in a multi-gen community. <laughs> Let me just tell you how well it goes over. When I, there's know, no I know. I know. I have to say, yeah. <laughs> but you can but, uh, like, like popsicles from uh, the grocery store are a, an amazing dessert or like every time, you know, somebody just brings out clementines and calls it dessert and all the adults applaud and the kids just go play. (laughs) Yeah. They go find chocolate somewhere. Yeah. Go down to the bodega. Yeah. Right. Hey, you know, so the other thing that she, I'm kind of circling back to this setting the stage and setting the tables and everything. And Mm -hmm. she, one of the women uh, in the, in the, who dialed in offered up that they have these runners instead of tablecloths. And Mm -hmm. I was thinking, I have material for runners. (laughs) I'm going to bring, uh, pull that into my desk. Oh, I'll raise you. We used to just not use tablecloths. <laughs> yeah. We used to just have the cleaning, just clean the tables before you yeah. set and then just yeah. do it. Yeah. It yeah. Okay. Easy. So let's talk about food then. So I, you know, we talked a little bit about not too many rules, right? Um, but I think the thing that she said about food that I really liked the most is that you should cook whatever inspires you. Yeah. Oh, Definitely. And things that are fun and exciting are fun and exciting. Yeah. You know, they don't have to be every meal, but if yeah. somebody like loved something as a child and you get to like taste it and it's nice, you know, but it's like I got to make for the kids at church the other day, I got to make homemade mac and cheese. I was so happy. <laughs> not on your usual rotation. <laughs> no, not on my no. usual, but I love it. So yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 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 I, on the food thing too, the leftovers, getting leftovers out yeah, as quickly as possible. That made me laugh so hard because I haven't thought about this in a long time, but like um, both communities where I lived, people would bring their empty um, yogurt containers. Yeah, she you know, the big yogurt containers. Yeah. yeah, wash them and then put them in there. And so at the end of the meal, you would have like, you know, 12 yogurt containers lined up and you'd be madly nice. filling them. And then you'd put out word and be like, who's eating yogurt? Because we need some more. And yeah, it's fun. that's very cool. That is yeah. very cool. Yeah. No, I, I really, I really appreciated all that discussion about that. And especially now I'm really, I feel very intimidated by cooking for people who have dietary restrictions yeah. and the idea that I could be let off the hook. And then eventually over time, maybe to kind of grow into a better understanding of what's needed, that would make me feel more comfortable than starting day one. Okay. You've got to have this and this and this and this, I'll just be, my head would explode. So Okay, let's keep moving on. So then she started talking about signups for meals. And we talked a little bit about, you know, the cooks getting organized and signing up for once a month. Um, 
But I, I was really interested on this idea of a max limit on the price, which I hadn't even thought about any of this yet. This sounds good. Is that something you had before? Um, we did it two ways. So uh, in the first community where I lived, we did real cost. So you took the number of people, you know, you took, mm -hmm. you went shopping, you took the number of people who had signed up and you divided it up and you mm -hmm. tried not to go over. I mean, there was kind of a, you know, guidelines. Okay. Um, you know, if it's vegetarian, it's probably going to cost X dollars. Um, and so you fit within that and then you got reimbursed for the exact amount that you had spent and everybody had paid in. If you um, needed, there were some meals that were like, you know, bigger, more expensive meals. And I honestly don't remember how they handled that. Mm -hmm. um, in the second community where we lived, uh, you paid when you cooked and mm -hmm. then you didn't pay the rest of the round. So there were, let's say, 16, you know, 16 teams signed mm -hmm. up. And so you could, you would pay for one entire meal. And the guideline was like a hundred some dollars for a vegetarian meal. And then the other, whatever, 15 weeks you, or 14 weeks, you didn't pay and you didn't cook. And then the last week was kids cook because the kids oh. ate for free that whole time. And so the parents would all chip in and the kids would make a meal and prepare a meal and serve a meal. That sounds really interesting. I mean, that sounds great to me on paper. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was so fun to like work with the kids and yeah, I have fond memories of my neighbor, Sarah, teaching my, trying to teach my kids how to uh, twirl pizza dough. Oh, wow. <laughs> so fun. Anyway. So, so did, did that mean, so it sounds to me in that kind of a system, you'd have to have every household participating in the meals. Well, or you only could come to a meal if you were part of the meal. Part of the program. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. that's cool. Well, that's an interesting idea. There are a lot of ways to do it, you know. Yeah, just, yeah. Okay, good. that's cool. Um, the time of the meals, I liked. I thought that was pretty interesting. Having these fixed times. Times, yeah. Yeah, like Thursdays were always seven o'clock. Some other days was six thirty, and then Katie was saying that somebody changed the time on her, and she got completely mis discombobulated. <laughs> you know, like what do you mean Thursdays was going to be at a different time? Yeah. So I, I just thought that I, and I don't know what your experience was with that. Is well, when I first moved in, in the second community, they had a, um, it was like a standalone meal program. So like the person who was cooking would say, I have 25 slots. It's going to be X dollars. I'm cooking Y food. And it's going to be on this day and at this time. Um, and honestly, I found that very difficult to participate in mm -hmm. because there are five people in my family. So we take up a lot of slots. We um, had a pretty regular schedule of like when we would be places, mm -hmm. but without being able to block it out that those times got filled up. Um, uh, and so it was much, you didn't know in advance on a regular schedule or, yeah. So it was like, you know, they put it out like a month in advance, which is mm -hmm. fine. But I can't, I honestly yeah. with stuff and everything. I can't commit to a month in yeah. advance unless I know that I'm going to be yeah. like every Monday night, I'm not going to schedule something because Monday night is Monday night dinner. So yeah, I'm yeah. at home on Monday nights and that's just yeah. what we're doing. Well, yeah. you know, thinking about your family now with teenagers running all over the place, one thing I was wondering that I, I didn't want to slow things down in the other session, but I could ask you is let's say that your teens, I mean, they could rarely maybe do a dinner at six because they've got all these after school activities, yeah. but you could sign them up and we could give them prepare a plate for them that yeah. when they got home, they could come and get the plate. Now they didn't talk about any kind of like keeping a plate warm, but I know you've talked about it before. Yeah. yeah. 
I've had in both in both communities, people would keep a plate for you if they knew if you you know if you let them know that you were not going to make it, they would they yeah. would reserve a plate for you. Um, and a lot of teens would just like come eat dinner and then go do homework and go mm-hmm. drift off. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of them would do that. And you know, in uh, Houston, uh, my experience now is that a lot more stuff runs into the evening, mm-hmm. but like right now it's evening time and I've got one kid home. And if we were having community dinner, she would come to that. And actually the other one's on her way. So, okay. So yeah, and the third one would just have to be a late plate and she'd have to just deal right. with it. Otherwise. Right. Yeah. Okay. Very cool. Um, and what did you think, speaking of place, what did you think about the idea of bringing your own dishes? <sighs> yeah. Like yeah. why, why would you do that? Well, I, from what I understood, they started that during COVID because it was at the early stages when people were really worried about yeah. um, transfer of, I don't know. What, anyway. like me, the beauty of community dinner yeah. is the, exactly. the nights that I don't have to cook and I don't have to do dishes. I can like jump in and do dishes and look like a hero, but I don't have to face my own kitchen and my own dishes. Yeah. It just, I mean, uh, yeah, but that's me and my stage of life too, because we did have people on there who, from um, senior communities who said that they actually prefer a potluck because we have to manage one meal, which I totally look forward to one day feeling that way, but I do not share that sentiment right now. No, I love going somewhere where I don't have to worry about food, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Um, God, it seemed going to ask one more thing about plates, but then it just went completely out of my Well, I thought it was interesting that she brought up, try to have family style, have the size of family style um, serving dishes. So as our group coming together and we have often looked around like, oh, well, we, how will we do this if we are all going to donate things from our homes? Well, actually maybe everything from our home will work just fine because they're all kind of family style. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and I have plenty of all of the above and more. So. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I just won't get rid of those as quickly. Well, the trick me. is to not have the same ones as your home. So uh, one of the communities I lived in had, you know, those white um, serving dishes that are like ubiquitous. I think they're maybe Corel, something or else. Or Dansk or, yeah. Yeah, they're like it. everywhere. Yeah, anyway, yeah. I had some before I moved in oh. and the common house had some. Oh, oh. So then I never, if I like prep, like chop stuff at home or whatever yeah. and brought it over, I wound up writing my name on the bottom because I never yeah. knew which ones were mine and which ones were the common no. house. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I totally get that, yeah. Well, listen, I'm just thinking about um, kind of like takeaway. So we're not, moving in yet right we've got another I don't even want to predict how many months maybe um, period of maybe time. six months I don't know anyway in the next little while while we're still virtual there has been some some energy spinning around our group and I kind of got an idea tonight from this talk that maybe one thing we could do is this idea of I like the way Katie said that she would sometimes invite other people to, hey, let's form a cooking team and let's cook on this night, maybe two to four people. And you pick the night in the month and you guys decide what you're going to cook and you just figure it out and you come together and you cook. And I was thinking, you know, we could do something like that, start doing that. You know, we did one not so long ago, which was this kind of massive pizza crazy production, but it's fine. <laughs> that was because you didn't have it at your house. <laughs> See, that's the beauty of community community yes. It's not in your space. We had flour all over our house, you know, for a long time. But anyway, just maybe reaching out and just saying, "Hey, I, I'm going to cook." Like, okay, I call you up, Kelly. I call up somebody else and say, "Hey, 
let's cook on this night. I can offer yep. up my house. Let's just put it out there. If you can be there by seven o'clock, this we're going to have baked potatoes, frozen peas, you know, yeah. grated cheese, <laughs> and you can come early and we'll put the potatoes in or whatever. We'll shop and, you know, just kind of practice, you know, this yeah. a little bit, you know. Yeah. And I mean, even practice the pricing, the shopping, just so we get kind of a feel for what is manageable in, in our grocery market and yeah. our kind of diets. I don't know, $7. I have no idea because I don't <laughs> what that buys. Well, also it helps us to inform our other processes because right now we are evaluating um, uh, software systems for our community. Exactly. Yeah. And it also helps us to like understand, oh, we do need a reimbursement system and, you know, stuff like yeah. that. that you don't think about unless you're actually well, and we could practice. So, like, we could do some of these uh, testing scenarios we yeah. could use on the systems. I think Phil, one of our guys who's looking into software, needs something to practice. You know, like, give me, give me some case mm -hmm. studies. Like, let's put these through this. Did you have any other ideas that you thought? Oh, we uh, got to do that. It just made me happy. It just makes me happy Aww. to hear. You know, um, you you come like the longer you live out of causing, you kind of forget how it feels mm. to be in that environment. And so I'm very much looking forward to being living back in that environment. Mm. So it's nice to dip in every once in a while and just Aww. feel that. Yeah, that's how cool. about you? Like? Else? Well, I, I kept thinking about walking from my place to the common house, and all mm -hmm. I could think about is walking across all that mud because that's what. <laughs> <laughs> we visited our site on Saturday and okay, it was not slippery mud, but it was, it was muddy mud. <laughs> I'm looking forward to them having something else other than mud between me and the yeah. common house. So anyway, that I'm sure will happen. So someday, someday. yeah, but I'm, I'm looking forward to doing a dry run. I think a dry run of this, I'm all about it. And I also thought as the deeper she got into this, I kept thinking, okay, I am dumping all the responsibilities that I have now in co-housing and I'm all in hundred percent on the cooking. Yeah, same. This is the fun part. This is why we've been doing all this hard work, right? Right. Exactly. This is exactly. the prize. Yeah. Okay, well, Kelly. Well, thanks a lot. Um, glad you joined me and I'm glad the uh, five others and I can't wait to hear what they have to say. So me too. Okay. <laughs> you take care. Have I a good think. evening. Bye. Thanks for stopping by today. We're so glad you clicked on our episode. For more information about our project, Cohousing Houston, go to www.cohousinghouston.com and subscribe to our newsletter. For general information about cohousing, we like cohousing.org. We're active on social media, so check out what's happening on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter under Cohousing Houston.